Legends, legends. Yes, mates, welcome back. How the flippin' heck are you? It's your mate Miles. I'm doing pretty well. No real complaints. The we- I mean, the weather's miserable. I probably shouldn't start every one of these podcasts talking about how miserable the weather is, though. We'll just, from now on, we'll just assume that it's miserable. I'll tell you if it's nice. God, I'm sounding bitter, aren't I? I'm not bi- I'm honestly not bitter. It's just not very nice weather, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I really am still talking about the weather, though. I'll move on. Hey, welcome back. So glad you could make it. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you. Episode 25. Is that right? Oh, gosh. Quarter century. Jeez, I'm good at counting. Episode 25, The Film Virgin. Today's guest is a first-timer, a newbie. I'm joined by my very good friend, Tim Pragnell of the Pragnell clan. Tim joined me for my first ever viewing of Casablanca. Now, I can't imagine I've watched a film that's considered more of a classic than Casablanca. That's like all time. That's like top five most classic films in the history of cinema, surely. What do you think? Interesting. Well, regardless, I watched it with Tim. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hanging out with Tim. Tim really loves this film. You'll you'll get to know more about Tim as you listen to the podcast. But I enjoyed having him over to watch this film. I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed his company. God, I just couldn't stop enjoying myself, guys. Anyway, let's hope a bit of that comes across as you listen to this episode. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy, just like I did. All right, here's me and Tim watching Casablanca. It's 1942 this film was made. Did you even know they were making films in 1942? I'm not sure I did. Anyway, I'll talk to you again at the end. Enjoy. Can you just talk? Uh, like this? That's kind of talking? That's, or... that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. That's all, that's... I heard I'm good at it. You're nailing it. So we're recording now. Excellent. So you're aware. Uh, hi, Tim. Hi. Welcome. Excellent. The film Virgin. Yeah. How's it feel? Feels like we're about to watch a film at your yeah. house, really. That's it. Like, that is literally the, what this is. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. No one's here watching us do it. So you say. Well. I can see lots of hiding places. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of foliage around. It's true. It's good for hiding. How's your half-term going? It's good. It's relaxing. I've done nothing of note, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I guess that's um, being a teacher. That's really what the half-term is for, is that's the week to do nothing, right? Yeah. And then you get that one big massive holiday where you're like, where you just, you must feel like you're a millionaire or something, and you, you just have that's no the responsibilities. That's the best one. It's almost too many weeks. Yeah. Almost what are you weeks. getting this year? Eight weeks? It's- between seven and eight, I think. Goodness me, you lose count after four, don't you? Yeah, so much stuff to do. What are you going to do? You're going to do a lot of nothing in those eight weeks. Uh, I, I've always had my birthday in those eight weeks. Okay. Um, so I'm going to celebrate that in Poland this year. Nice. Going to Gdansk. Gdansk? Yep. There's a G and a D in that word together. It's stupid, okay. Isn't it? it sounds like good dance. So I, it sounds like the sort of place I want to go for my birthday. Or for your birthday. I didn't invite you. No, I did. I I was, yeah. yeah. Do you want to come to Gdansk? Well, I thought birthday? there was still a chance for you to invite me well, now. You can but still it, come. Do okay. it. I just didn't think to... This is awkward. <laughs> You're going to pick the shortest film now, aren't you? <laughs> Looking at the run times and all that. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm doing that. And I can't think of anything else that I'm doing. Hoping to go away on another holiday towards the end. You'll go to Spain. You always go to Spain. We do. We're hoping for Greece, I think. Oh, that'd be nice. An island or the mainland? What would be the preference? I think island, but only just. Okay. If if we ended up going to the mainland, it's not like, oh no. It's not the end of the world, but I think middle of the summer, a nice trip to whatever, Santorini. That's it. Exactly that type yeah. of thing. And just sitting by the pool or sitting by the sea. Lovely. Or sitting by a bar, knowing me. Well, maybe all of it. Do you know what? They'll probably have a number of bars by the sea and by the pool. That's like killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, maybe even three if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Hey, awesome. so what's, um, 
What's your film history? You studied film in some way, right? I did. I, my degree was called film studies. So, yes, I studied film, but that does not make me some kind of film genius. You're not a film genius, no? no? I still don't know who directed films. I never know who the directors are of films. OK, <laughs> which you need to be a, a genius to... But I think that's what people think it was. Like, we just went and learnt about who directed... Let's look at all Spielberg's films. Right. It didn't work like that. What was it then? Was it more about, like, the messages in films and things like that? Some of it was. So some of it kind of prepared you to be a film critic. Mm -hmm. Some of it prepared you to uh, make films. So most people were really interested in cameras and um, editing equipment and even audio stuff. I I hated Mm. all of that. Mm. I hated those modules. Uh, And then some of it was just understanding how... In some ways, it takes the fun out of films because you realise that films from a certain era all have a similar message. Okay. So we looked at films... Over my three years there, we went through early cinema, then chronologically all the way up to modern cinema. So some of the eras were much cooler than others, I thought. Right. But very different, and that was fun. But basically, I watched films for three years. Are you naturally now critical of films? Yeah, I guess so. I guess every now and again I remember something that I definitely learnt at university and it's like a eureka moment. Right. I kind of go, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone to uni. Yes! Yeah, I I think more so than I would have been. I think maybe I would have lost touch with films a little bit. But I also, I liked films before I went to uni as well. But you're someone who really likes the things that you like and doesn't like the things that you don't like. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially with films and music, I sometimes say I don't like something that everyone else in the world loves. And people think I'm doing it to be a bit difficult. Yeah. And maybe I am, but I don't mean to do it on purpose. What's an example of something that you like, that, sorry, that you dislike, that um, is widely accepted as being great? Uh, Jaws. Jaws, okay. Uh, I've tried to watch it so many times, and I think I get it, but I, it just, I don't get excited about it. I think maybe I missed the boat. Um, because I'm a bit too young, I don't know. I don't know why I don't, I don't think it's as good as everyone. Right. It says it is. We, we silently acknowledged your pun there, and it, that wouldn't have come across. We did, we did actually notice that Tim said, miss the boat. I know. We, we it was just, accidental. We did it silently, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's, so, yeah, that's a pretty... That's a classic, isn't it? So that one... I know lots of people who think it's one of the best films ever made, and it was pioneering in lots of ways, and I think it also uh, sort of did a... Is it homage, I guess, when it acknowledged other film styles and yeah. film directors and things in, okay. within it. So very good. I can sit through it. I don't hate it. You know, it doesn't make me mm. cringe. But I just don't think it's as good as everyone says okay. it is. I imagine it would be a film... Wait, but when did you see it? Did you see it when you were a kid? I saw it and I was very young and remembered the main bits, you know, the, the scary Did you think bits. it was scary? A bit, but not massively. Like There were other things that really... Shit me up. Okay. Jaws did. Yeah, because I never watched it as a kid. I assumed it would scare me. Yeah. And I guess also sharks, Australia. Yeah. That's a thing that I'm supposed to be scared of already. Yeah. So why would I want to add to that? Yeah, I wasn't scared. I didn't feel like I was going to go out in Portsmouth and encounter a shark. Have there been many shark attacks in Portsmouth? No. No, okay. Not that I'm aware of. A few um, hovercraft attacks. Maybe one or two in the Sea Life Centre. Yeah. Other than that, nothing. I bet a few um, Pompey lads have attacked a few sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's... Punch it! <laughs> yeah, that's more likely. I, get, mm, I guess this is more obscure. Does it go the other, other way, though? Are there things that you think are just, like, outstanding that most people think were crap? Uh, yeah, to, I remember... I think it's more like sometimes I watch something and just assume everyone else is going to think it's great. Yeah. And then you hear how other people are talking about it and I go away thinking, what did I, what did I not understand? Right, yeah. So I really liked, I've only seen it once, if I'm honest, but I really loved the film Magnolia. I watched it by okay. accident. It was just on TV. I thought it was a really great performance by Tom Cruise. And it was very strange and I liked the message and everything. That's, is that Paul Thomas Anderson? Oh, you don't know because you don't know directors. I honestly don't know. <laughs> but uh, I really liked how it was done. And then... Luckily, other people started talking about it. This is later on, and people were talking about it and really slagging it off. Right. And I was sat there thinking, what did I, what did I miss? You enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. Really maybe, they, it. maybe they're the fools, though. Maybe they're the ones that missed it. 
sometimes people just like different things. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. I know, who, who decided that? <clears throat> well, speaking of films that you like, hopefully, do you want to know what we're going to watch today? Yes. All right. I, I've got, just before you say, I am nervous that, as I told you, I haven't watched any of these DVDs right. for a really long time. Yes. I'm concerned that they might not be in the correct case. Okay. Or, well, or at all, or it might be like a computer, we might have to play FIFA instead. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Just to, to clarify, Tim has brought around six DVDs of films that he likes that I haven't seen. So he's, you've got some idea of what we're going to watch. Yeah. But specifically which one you don't know. Um, but the film that I really want to watch from this six, and you've told me that you're happy to watch all of them, yep. is Casablanca. Fantastic. You up for it? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I, um, I haven't watched a film this old, certainly on this podcast... Maybe not many ever. And I don't know anything about it. I know, obviously, that Humphrey Bogart's in it. I've just learnt that Ingrid Bergman's in it. And I don't know who Paul Henry is. It's Casablanca, which is a place in Morocco. Is that what this Casablanca is? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a wartime thing that takes place there. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, and I thought because it story. was 40s, I assumed it would have something to do with the war. Okay. You'll recognise so much from it because of how right. many times it's happened been made fun of or somebody's done a version of yeah. it and something else just and uh, isn't there a isn't there a famous line which is actually misquoted yeah there's a part in it where they ask the piano player to play a song and everyone says play it again sam right he does, she doesn't actually say that right so. she says play that song once more please she now says, shut up that stupid song <laughs> god it's very similar you sam know, is that the yeah. only song you know so we watched my first year at uni we watched a different Humphrey Bogart film called The Big Sleep. Okay. And when they told me about it, and I'd never watched a film that old before either, and I was oh, God, this is rubbish. And we watched it at uni in the lecture theatre, and I really enjoyed it. So I went away and watched Casablanca, which is was the only other film, was one of the other films that was more famous than The Big Sleep. And, uh, yeah, I've never enjoyed a film so much on my own. I don't really? Think, when I watched that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I guarantee you won't enjoy it as much watching it with me. Oh, I might do. You might. I could try. It seems well, I've got four it. beers next to me. You so do? Okay. What else fails? That will help, yeah. Let me get you a bottle opener. Um, so is there anything that you want me to look out for? No. Nope. That I should look out for? It's just so these two, that's, I, I'm pointing at the DVD case here, Humphrey Bogart and Ingram Bergman, they're going to be having some sort of love story Yeah. in Casablanca. I don't know why they're in Casablanca, but they are, and... There's, do you know what? It's not going to go smoothly. That's my guess. Something's going to get in their way. Yeah, I think the love story part's actually happened before the film takes place, if you see what I mean. Right, and this okay. this is years later. Okay. Um, it's quite a unique film, I think. Well, it's stood the test of time, hasn't it? It's black I mean, and white, though. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah no okay. Sp- no special effects. You haven't got it coloured? No, no, okay. I bet a lot of people know... Casablanca is a film and not a place. Yeah. That's a pretty obvious thing to say, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I reckon I knew it as a film before I knew it knew was it a place. Knew it as a place, place yeah. yeah. No, I think I did too. Yeah. I think I did too. Um, well, on that note... <laughs> uh, okay, well, should we watch Casablanca then? Yes. Are you up for that? Yes. All right, let's watch Casablanca. Leave him alone, Miss Elsa. You bad luck to him. Play it once, Sam, for all time's sake. I don't know what you mean, Miss Elsa. Play it, Sam. All right, so the first act has just completed, I think. Yeah. That first 35 minutes of the film probably has as much dialogue as most modern 90-minute films. Yeah. It was just non-stop dialogue. It, and it's really quick fire as well. Yeah. If someone says something, there's no thinking time. No, They've no already pause. got the answer. Yeah. So there was a lot to take in. Yeah. But I think I've done it, with a bit of help from you. Yeah. They're at Rick's American Cafe. Yeah. Which isn't a cafe as we know it, it's a bar. Yeah. It's a saloon, as Rick called it. Rick is Humphrey Bogart. That's right. Oh, Boogie? Bogie. Bogie. Boogie's better than Boogie. Yeah, Bogie. Humphrey Bogart. Bogie. Uh, He's a, a real slick customer, 
runs the business, bit cynical, actually very cynical. Yeah. He's mentioned on more than one occasion that he doesn't put his neck out for anyone. He's really, they really want us to know that about him. Yeah. He's not going to put his neck Ruthless. out for anyone. Ruthless. Uh, they're in Casablanca, which is in French Morocco. Yeah. Not to be confused with Spanish Morocco, which I saw on the map. And I, so that's run by the French, but the Germans have, have the Germans now invra- invaded France in the war or something. So now the Germans are coming yeah, yeah, to French Morocco. Yeah, I think the, the, the time of the war where the Germans have still kind of in power everywhere. Yes, most exactly. Places. I like the way that they did that bit. There was the part with the French general or whatever talking to Rick and they're having a private conversation and he says, I'm my own boss here. The Germans don't tell me what to do. And someone yes. walks in and says, the German general saying, oh, okay, gotta go. It's really not, and the same with the Italian guy. <laughs> yeah. You like just sort of, they're all introducing themselves and he says, hello, I'm head of the Italian blah, blah, blah. And they will just ignore him or something. Yeah. He's like the little brother. Yeah. The French is the middle brother and the German is the oldest brother. Yeah. They're the baddies. They're always the baddies in war films. Exactly. No disrespect to you as, as a youngest brother, no. by the way, but you are Italy. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I think we can both agree. So, the, uh, they're in this bar and there's lots of like shady characters in there because they're, uh, I, I don't know. I, so, I guess now that the Germans are taking over France, people are trying to get out. Is that what's happening? And then they, yes. so some of the. So, I think Casablanca is like a springboard for people getting out of Europe. Yes, although it's you can in get to Africa. Lisbon. Yeah. From there and then to America. I think that's, that's what they yeah, say. Yeah, and I think it? lots of the dodgy passports and visas and things go over the bar yep. in Rick's bath. Yes. For a cost. Okay. And he, he kind of gauges which ones are worth the risk and which ones are not. Indeed, right. Okay. And then, so one of those guys who like produces the fraudulent passports or visas or whatever they are has just been arrested in the bar. Yep. In the first scene, the French have arrested him to sort of show off to his new German boss a bit. Yep. The Germans who were in there, that's their first time being at Rick's bar. And then this guy, Laszlo, Victor Laszlo, has yeah. just shown up, who's a Czechoslovakian, former prisoner of war, yeah, I think. Yeah, he escaped from a and concentration es- escaped camp. Escaped from a concentration camp. And apparently he's given the Germans the runaround. He's really good at he's what he really does. He's really good at it. So if Rick's good at what he does, then Victor Laszlo's even better. At oh, my does. God. I'm not even... But what does Victor Laszlo actually do? He just escapes from prisons. Uh, I, I, I think he kind of arranges... I think he, like helps refugees and uh, okay and, and like a bit of a rebellion sort of yeah he's and he you know the way he stood up to that german general guy yes and that was that i liked that scene he was also like physically taller than him so he was yeah he went from the german towering over him when he was sitting down to towering over him that's it that was good but then to yeah. make it more like none of that is the main story no the complicated thing and and the guy who got arrested is Victor Laszlo was going to buy his visa or passport, yes. whatever from, and Rick didn't help. But what no. Rick doesn't realise, or didn't realise at the time, is that by not helping that guy, it's not just Victor Laszlo who can't get out, but his oh, the love interest. The love interest, interest so, so Victor, Victor Laszlo yeah. is with Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. What's her name? Elsa. Elsa. Or Miss who, Elsa. Miss Elsa who obviously, although we don't know specifically what yet perhaps, has a romantic past with Rick yeah. in Paris. Yeah. Where also Sam, the piano player, was. Yeah. Who has obviously joined Rick in And is Casablanca. very loyal to Rick. So very loyal to it's Rick. It's kind of like he's there for our benefit so we can see how, how trustworthy and yes. great Sam is. Yes, because a rival bar owner offered him double the price. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't interested. He's, yeah, Rick through and through. And that bad guy, or the guy that got arrested who was supposed to help Laszlo, gave Rick some sort of documents to yeah. mind. Do we know what those documents are yet? I've got a feeling those documents might be the key. Yes, but we don't know But we don't know if that's just... That might have just been a thing. Okay. To show that the guy gets dodgy stuff. Yes, okay. He looked really dodgy, that guy. I'm glad he got arrested. He did look dodgy, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, as they were trying to arrest him, he shot one of them. That's true. So, yeah. And he was being arrested for murder, not for being a dodgy dealer. And I don't know the actor's name, but he must be tiny because Humphrey Bogart's quite small. I was thinking and that at the time. He was only up to, like... Yeah. 
Humphrey Bogart's shoulders or whatever. I thought old, old Boogie must have been taller than I thought <laughs> when I saw that scene. He likes the boogie. So one thing that we noticed, um, almost the main thing that we were um, interested in in that first half hour, was how many drinks were ordered and subsequently not touched. Yeah. And bottles of champagne. And just walking from one table to another, ordering, yeah. and like, just take your drink with you. And also, like, everyone ordering on behalf of other people. Yeah. Or, or for other people. No, let me get this. And then just more drinks arrived and they walk off. Yeah. They, I mean, they weren't short on alcohol, and seemingly. Humphrey Bogart just smokes and rips things up as well. Yes. So it's like someone hands him a piece of paper, he reads it, rips it up and puts a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, I mean, did... It, did Boogie have some lung problems later in life? He, he must, must have, have. But he looked cool, didn't he? He did look cool. But yeah, he had a big thing of... Um, I think he got given a cheque at one point, maybe a business card and something else, and, yeah. and he would just rip them up and throw them on the ground to sort of show that he couldn't be bought or whatever. But yeah. but someone... It was his establishment, and someone is going to have to clean that up after him. Yeah, well, he probably pays them well, though. Yeah, that's true. We, we learned that he's, yeah. he's good to the people that work for him. He does, yeah. I, I like him. I like him, and I think he's going to soften a bit as well. How just just based on that opening bit in in the bar, how many actors do you think have tried to have a bit of Humphrey Bogart in their style when when they're acting? Like when I watch it, I can't help but think about modern actors or yeah. actors through the generations. Like even Sean Connery as James Bond. Like there's so much of the kind of light in the cigarette being really suave and cool. yeah, and then more modern. Like if you think about films like Ocean's Eleven with Brad Pitt and that, George Clooney, just it's maybe not their style, but the way it's written, the to and fro with the conversation. Yeah, that was all... the first thing I thought of was sort of George Clooney, Brad Pitt of, of, of modern actors. I don't think I've ever seen anyone with a cooler voice than Humphrey Bogart. It's almost like something's been done to the voice. Yeah, like a special effect on the. But on it, the... yeah, it, it's a real like don't give a fuck sort of attitude. And making fun of himself as well. Like when they said they've got that whole dossier on him. Oh, yeah. The, they know everything about him. And he picks it up as if he's going to criticise it. And he says, are my eyes really brown? Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Witty. Yeah. Witty boogie. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, I thought it was a really good opening half hour. It was all just one scene, basically. But when we started talking at this bit, you said you think you can... You get what's going on? But I think, I think you're supposed to feel like that. Because I certainly did the first time I saw it. And I think the film slowly kind of reveals itself okay. now and unravels. I don't think you're supposed to be... I think when you went to the cinema to see this when it was released, yeah. I don't think at this stage you'd know exactly oh, what okay. was going on. So I think that's great writing. I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. if you were right up to speed with it exactly, yeah. you, know, you might not enjoy the movie. Yeah, no, I think... I guess I think I meant more just like I know who's who and, I, and yeah. I've understood what they've said, but um, as to what's going to actually happen, they're going to try and get out of Casablanca, I guess. But but then I don't... Well, yes. Well, what do you think about like, the love triangle aspect? Well, that's the thing, is, isn't it? That's what's yeah. thrown everything up in the air because, because Boogie kept telling us that he wouldn't put his neck out for anyone, but then within half an hour we found someone and we think, oh, he's probably willing to put his neck out for her. Yeah. Elsa, Miss Elsa. So do you think he's going to go up against Laszlo Wall? No. You don't think he No, is? I don't. No. Because... But you saw how he reacted when even the song was played that reminded him of her. Yeah, he wasn't happy about that, but there's, there's something unrequited there, or, or, or uh, unresolved at least. Um, I think... Let's be honest, this guy's getting jiggy with, you know... Oh, he's... With, with the one that got away. Yeah. Rubbing it in his face. That's true, but he doesn't know that, does he? Or does he, Laszlo? Yeah, they're, 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 uh, well, I mean, it's learned Rick can see that Laszlo and Elsa are together. Oh, yeah, now. definitely. They're in, his, they're in his joint, you know, and but he could take him down. Sure, but I got the feeling that Rick genuinely respects Laszlo and his exploits. Uh, I might be wrong. I mean, obviously... Yeah, but th this is exactly the point that we should be okay. at the, the stage in the, yeah. in the film. Yeah, no, I, 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 I guess I don't know how that's going to resolve, but my instinct, based on the taste of his personality that I've been given so far, is that he will try and help both of them. Because okay. that's the sort of guy he is. So you're, you're hoping that Rick is the hero in this film? <laughs> I guess so, but maybe he doesn't get the girl. Okay. He's a 
selfless hero. Maybe is that too progressive for 1940s cinema? Possibly. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Oh, no. Um, What else happened in that first bit? Oh, Oh, Sam, apparently... When you ask for the piano player to come over to your table, he brings the <laughs> piano with him. <laughs> yep. And, and his voice is great when he sings, but the, uh, if it is him singing, I don't know, but the, the piano acting's not great, is it? No, yeah. he, he doesn't always keep his hands on the keys. No. <laughs> um, and then there was a great bit where, yeah, he was playing... So we had the scene where she doesn't say, play it again, Sam. Yeah. She says, play it once, play it like play you it for used to, or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Um, and it was... Yeah, as time goes by, and it was obviously her and Rick's song in some way, and Rick comes over to tell Sam to never play that song, and that's when he discovers that Ingrid Bergman and is there. And during that bit, there's a really strange thing that I don't think you'd get much nowadays, but the, when Sam you know, when Sam is playing the piano, it's just a close-up on uh, Ingrid Bergman the whole time. Oh, yeah. She's not doing anything. She's not even looking very emotional. Like, you think if she was crying or something. Right. But, yeah, the, the, it's just a camp freeze-frame kind of... Thing on her face until Rick comes over. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe they just got no usable shots of Sam playing the piano because he just never puts <laughs> his hands on the keys. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, when Rick came over, Sam had to sort of scurry away, but he had to put his piano chair on top of the piano and like, oh, just get out of your way, guys, and push his piano across the other side of the bar. Well, yeah, that, I mean, you wouldn't get away with it now. That set where they were filming it, it was clearly like, it was almost like a stage, you know, you'd get in a theatre. Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's brilliant. I, I kind of wish there was a way of going back to that in films. I agree. But it doesn't look real. It didn't look like a real club yeah. at all, did it? But I just, yeah, I loved the way it was all kind of choreographed and they all kind of moved. Yeah, around. it does. It does. There was uh, even a spotlight that seemed to follow yeah. um, Rick around. So that's so <laughs> unreal. Like, but it kind of goes with it. It kind of worked. It does definitely feel sort of like a play, doesn't it? Like just one, like that. You could tell me that was all shot in one go, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah like that's like, amazing." But it's like, "Yeah, that's what it looks like." Yeah, I think that was the idea. I think they must have tried to do it as one. I didn't really pay attention to camera work, but I bet there were lots of bits where the camera was swooping around, yeah. and moving rather than yeah. cuts. Because in those days, that would have been harder, I guess. Just on going back, you said um, Ricky is kind of selfless, good guy, but you saw how he was with that other woman before Elsa arrived. Yes, that was a bit callous, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh no, he he. He's generally pretty ruthless, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, so... And maybe that's related. Maybe he had his heart broken in some way by Elsa? Elsa? Elsa, yeah. Elsa. Because, yeah, there was a woman sort of at the bar drowning her sorrows, like, am I going to see you tonight? And he's like, get her a cab, get her out of here. Not, He doesn't sound like that, but... I wish he did. No. <laughs> get her a cab. <laughs> I think that's exactly the same as my impression of Batman. <laughs> Again, you see, he was a—he's another anti-hero character. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Maybe there's a bit of Batman on him. So yes, he. Well, as I've said, he really wants us to know that he doesn't put his neck out for anyone. But I—I I think, if my instincts are correct, that's going to change. We're, we're going to see some things. Okay. Or maybe we, not. You don't think? <laughs> maybe it just ends there. That's, oh God, it's yeah. gone. Oh well, that's good. I like a nice short film. Well, let's see some more things. Now, and then we'll talk about those things. Casablanca, The Return. The Return. Casablanca, part two. (laughs) Of just the one Casablanca. All right. (laughs) Casablanca rises. How many more? Are we going to say Casablanca back in the habit? Uh, Should someone say it? You have said it now. Oh, I've said it. Okay. Casablanca, back in the habit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Of all the gin joints and all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. So we came back with a big flashback scene. Yep. Back to Paris and their romance. Paris. And, I mean, we're in 1941 now, we found out. He said that at one point, so I guess it was a bit before that. They were in Paris whenever the Germans... Marched into when Paris, they invaded Paris, yeah. Whenever that was, so history buffs will know the answer to that sometime around 1940. So, I don't know if their romance really lasted that long, did it? It seemed like it was early stages, didn't it? Was it was pretty they, early. They were stages. saying things like, We said we'd ask no questions, and stuff, yeah. but they, they were kind of at the point of falling, yeah, for each other. They were starting to break that rule, weren't they? 
They were, yeah. But they had basically, they basically only knew each other's names. Yeah. And that they fancied each other. Yeah. Uh, and then the Germans came and Boogie was like, let's get out of here. Let's get on the train to Marseille, I think he said. She, she did tell him that her husband was dead, didn't she? Dead, yes. She's, yes, exactly. Yeah. She said she had a husband, but he had died and he was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry I asked. We should have kept it to no questions. Yeah. Which could be seen as insensitive. Yeah. He, he wasn't like, oh... Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Tell me more. He's like, oh, actually, I don't want to talk about this. You're right. He actually let's... said, let's get married in Marseille. Yeah, he said, let's get married. And I'm sorry, she... I can see something's upset you there, yeah. but I've got an idea. You know how your husband's dead? How about a new one? Check this guy out. Yeah. And if that wasn't good enough, why don't we just get married on the train was another suggestion. You a bit know? pushy, actually. Yeah, he was a bit pushy. A bit well, there's a... Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just the 40s, but there is a <laughs> common thread of men... Acting untoward towards women. Yeah. If you can act untoward toward. <laughs> untoward away from. Untoward away from women. Um, constantly, um, there's a lot of sleaziness and objectification, which I think has lasted the, fo- the, the uh, following 70 years as well, in yeah. some forms. But anyway, so she said, yeah, I'll come with you to Marseille. Meet me at the train station. Got he got to the train station. She wrote him a note saying, "Nah, mate, actually not coming to Marseille. I love you. I'm never going to see you again." Was that about the end of the flashback? Yeah, they, Set- they used some pathetic fallacy, didn't they? Because as he was reading the note, the rain was oh, washing yeah, away it was the washing words. Washing away, yeah. So subtle. And Sam was also joining him on the train, though he didn't bring his piano That's with him. It's the only so... scene where Sam didn't have the piano didn't with him. Have the piano, yeah. So presumably they've bought, presumably they've bought one as soon as they've got. Even them in to... the build-up to the flashback, when Rick was sat getting drunk in the dark in his club, yeah, and Sam finds him, he, he walks away and comes yeah, back he with goes, the piano. Up a seat. <laughs> he goes and gets the piano again. So, yeah. He, it's he, it's kind of like a baby with a um, blanket, a blanket or whatever, yeah. yeah. It's his security piano. So yeah, then after the flashback... Then what happened? Then we just went back to the bar. So yeah. Laszlo and Ilsa yeah. are trying to get these papers to leave and they've eventually found out that Rick has the papers. Rick's got papers, Rick's got that papers they could, that'll get them out. Two lots or, of papers that they could use to get out perfect for them. Exactly. No one else will give them... Yeah. Two sets. They'll give them one, one set for her. or another. Yeah. But they they can't go together, and that's kind of, I think that was written in just to show us how much they love each other too. Yes, exactly. Ilsa yeah. and Victor, they do love each other, and we've also found out that Ilsa's dead husband is in fact Victor. Yes. She. He's her husband. Never died. He was. That was when he was in the concentration camp. Yeah, but she thought he was dead. Oh, did she? Well, that's how I've always oh, interpreted. Okay. Maybe I've misunderstood. I interpreted it as she thought he was dead, so she didn't lie to Rick, but then she found out on that day that... I think uh, I've got okay. a feeling that might have been... You know when the Germans in Paris were shouting stuff? Yes. And he said to her, what are they saying? And then she got upset. Oh! So maybe it was at like okay, that moment they, somehow she yeah, realised... They said Laszlo's escaped or something. Yeah, we, we know Laszlo's alive or... Oh, yeah, OK. Shit. Now that sounds about right. So Laszlo at this point didn't know about the history between Rick and Ilsa and he went to Rick and said, mate, give us those papers, I'll give you all the money I've got. And Rick was like, no. Rick was badass. Yeah, Rick was like, get fucked, no chance. Ask he, your wife. He why. actually said, it was like EastEnders, ask your wife. Ask your wife. You want these papers? You can't have them. Ask your wife why. That was a really bad EastEnders accent. Uh, it was all right. Was it all right? Yeah. Thanks. I have to say, all the way through this, they're so, so polite. Aren't they? So like, in EastEnders, they're not polite. They lose their shit. Yeah. Whereas in this, that moment, I think we were supposed to experience some tension between Victor and Rick. Yeah. But they were still very... Well, that's jolly good of you. Yeah, oh, it's I, always polite. I have to say thank you so much. Even the sleazing on yeah. the women is, is like... Uh, well, I can't help but notice you have quite a fine wife, sir. <laughs> and when Victor met the, the Nazi guy, he was like, you'll have to forgive me, but I will not stand to salute you. <laughs> well, I understand where you're coming from. The manners are good, but um, still, there's not much cooperation. But the tension is definitely building. Yes, certainly. And, and I feel like they're, they're doing that 
simply so in that first where where we paused for the first time, that whole scene had been in Rick's bar. Mm-hmm. So it was like one. We talked about that. It was one really long. Since then, it's been lots of ever decreasing scenes. So they seem to be getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. So it feels like the. Oh, okay. Do you see what I mean by the it's films on, of the unraveling and building? It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I really don't know what's going to happen now because we've just stopped doing. Ilsa has gone to Rick to ask for the papers, and they've just smooched now. So she still loves him. So I don't know. Like I don't actually know who she wants to be with. I don't think she knows. She doesn't know. And like, I just think. So she's had a, a spot of really bad luck in that. Yeah. But a great luck that her husband was alive. But then she just needed to make sure for the rest of her life she never went where. Where the lover was. Rick was, yeah. And then the one place they've gone, he's like, That's he's not, he's not he just there, he's like the he, top dog. Yeah. He literally has his name on the side of a building there, yeah. Yeah. But I just think it seems foolhardy to, to go with Rick here. Everyone has a nice time in the first two weeks of their relationship. Laszlo seems like a top dude to me. I don't know. And I yeah. don't know, like, I, and now I'm wondering because maybe the American needs to win. Because that's the, what film is. America wins things, so maybe she's going to end up with Rick if that's if if that could be considered winning. I'm considering her a prize now. I'm objectifying her, much like all the men in this film. Well, she seems to be like playing with people's feelings too much. Do you think? But yeah, she just li- doesn't you, know her I'm own. I'm not having feelings. a go at her, but yeah, like a little bit. She could have just explained all of this. She she has kept it quite ambiguous. Yeah, but even with her, like maybe not with. Like you said, she didn't know Rick that well, and so it's just a guy she had this fling with. But what? I don't understand why she doesn't come forward with the information to her husband. Yeah. So I thought you were dead. I met this guy, he really cheered me up. As soon as I found out you weren't dead, I left him. Yeah, That's... but there was that scene just now where that all got said without speaking a word. I guess so. Where he was like, were you lonely in Paris? And she was like, I was lonely. And yeah. then he's like, I still love you. So I guess they know that. But she obviously yeah. just couldn't say it. But but then I guess she's so, yeah. clearly still conflicted. And she's just gone around to his, like, so her husband's gone and put his life in danger to have this kind of underground meeting. Yes. To try and get them out of there. Yeah. And while he's there, she's gone around to her secret... Former lover's. Former lover's yeah. place. And had to a bit have of a smooch. smooch yeah. yeah. Threatened to kill him and then smooched him. Yeah. Classic combo. Like, and in this bit as well, they've shut down... The Nazis have managed to get Rick's establishment shut down. Yes. So surely now he... And yeah, he's got all of those people that work for him that he's taking care of. We had that scene of him yeah. saying, make sure you're still paying people full salary. Yeah. So now he must be tempted, surely, to... To take the money. To dob them in, yeah. He could He oh. could, He could. could hand Laszlo over, get his club back, and get the girl, potentially. That's true, but what Would if... he still be a hero, then? What... What if he sold the papers to Laszlo? Then he'd get the money, and then Laszlo would be gone. And then, what reason would the Germans have to close his bar anymore? I don't know. Maybe they know he's got the papers. I don't they know. probably I'm do. Confused. I still haven't ruled out my original guess that he's going to turn around and, and save both of them. But there's a bit of me that thinks, are they going to end up together now? I just don't think they. Oh, I think I it's know. fascinating how you're approaching this. When I watched it, I didn't try and guess okay I think I must have just been a bit more stupid than you are because I was sat there just so engrossed in it and then it all just happened and then I thought about it right and I sort of retrospectively went through and went wow that was amazing so what was that bit well, this whereas is... you're, you're kind of like laying it out like yeah clearly. but I mean that's the nature of this podcast when you're stopping the film several Good times point. throughout watching it and <laughs> trying to predict what's going to happen but yeah it could go either way I mean Laszlo is seemingly a hero of some sort or he he is seen as someone who who fights up against the german oppressors yeah surely you can't be so anti-nazis and fight for the underground kind of resistance across europe and not be a good guy yeah exactly yeah so laszlo's definitely going to get away but do you find yourself rooting for laszlo or for rick Weirdly, Laszlo. Oh, you do? You want Laszlo to yeah. succeed? Yeah, cool. I respect the um, sanctity of marriage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did marry a couple. Once, yeah, so that exactly, must be that. yeah. I can't think of many better leading characters than Rick. 
Rick Blaine, I think you call him. Rick this. Blaine, yeah. No, he's great, so. and I still love him. But I, I'm not convinced by their love. Like, I guess we didn't see enough of that, did we? Yeah. Because it, it seemed like I don't know anything about you, but we're having such a great time. Exactly. Oh no, my heart's broken. Now I got a club. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> I'll never love again because of that woman that I was with for two weeks. Yeah. I guess that probably happens there. It must happen. Crazy. What's going to happen? Let's just find out. It's almost finished. Casablanca. We both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we, we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. So, did I get it all right? Yeah. I predicted it. Yeah. That's pretty good. That was a bit annoying. No! <laughs> I second-guessed myself, though. You did. No, you did. You got it. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a twist at the end. It, Pe- well, yeah. People that... don't... Or maybe they do, but when I have the conversation about films with a great twist, no one ever mentions Casablanca. Which bit do, Which bit do you think is the twist? Oh, because he is acting like he's setting up Laszlo. Yeah. And then he lets them go free. And I think even though... I think even right up to the end there, you still feel that he might get on the plane with her yeah well I thought that was a twist at the end that actually him and that he shot the German officer and him and the French are gonna escape together now yeah so everyone wins yeah except the Nazis well in terms of a love story like Rick doesn't win no I guess not but, but like morally in the end he no, turns out to be like the most he's even more morally sound than Victor Laszlo yes or at least his equal. Equal to yeah. him, yeah. And Victor says, welcome back to the fight. Yeah. And that must have been awesome. Like, nine, what year did you say it was? 1942? Yeah. So imagine going to a cinema in 1942. Oh, yeah. In the middle, like, you don't know how the war's going to end. And they've come up with this guy. That would have set off some patriotism, yeah, for sure. You'd have gone out saying, fuck you, Nazis. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There is a lot of um, iconic lines in that film, wasn't there? Yeah. There's, he's looking at you, kid. I honestly didn't realise that was from this film. I've okay. seen this film lots of times, and I still I thought that was a different Cause, film. Because he ends up saying it more times than he says, I don't put my neck out for anyone. Yeah. He said that a lot. I think that was an iconic line at the end. I've got the feeling this is going to be the start Louis, of the... Louis, the start of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. friendship. Yeah, that's been used in so many things yeah. since. And... Uh, of all the gin joints. Yeah. What is it? Of all the gin joints well, in all the towns in all the world. I think he says all the goddamn world. God and damn he, but world. yeah, most people misquote that as well. And I didn't realise. They just say of all the gin joints in all the world. Yeah. Yeah. She had to walk into this one. But it's good. It moves at such a pace, the film. Like, oh, not, yeah. There's not a lot of action, really. Like, there's no fighting or anything like that. But it just feels like it moves at the pace of an action film. Yeah. I thought it was great. It, 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 did, it went very speedily. It is quite uh, short, it's like 93 minutes. It's a short film and chock-a-block full of dialogue. Yeah. Mostly coming out of Boogie's mouth. <laughs> but let's call him Boogie, <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> he got a Boogie out of his mouth. And yeah, so we only had 20 minutes left and yeah, basically Bo- Boogie tells the French that he's going to set up Laszlo and then kind of does, but then turns the gun on the French police and was like, actually, nah, I'm saving Laszlo. And... Ilsa, Ingrid Bergman, thinks she's going to stay in Casablanca with Boogie because she's like, no, I love you, I want to stay with you. Yeah. And then they get to the airport and he's like, no, nah, you're getting on the plane too, mate. It just makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. He made the decisions. But, but yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, influential film. Like Lots of stuff has borrowed from it yeah. since. The whole bit in the, where it's them going and doing deals that they kept going to the other, what was it called, the Blue Parrot or something? The Blue Parrot was and the, then the bits, guy's place. Yeah. yeah, in Rick's place. And those bits remind me of early James Bond films so much. Okay. Like going into places and meeting dodgy characters. And they're all wearing fezzes. Yeah. Fez-eye. Fez-eye, yeah. And there was a guy as well, wasn't there, with the... Like, he had a message for Laszlo very early on, and he was like, I have a ring to sell oh, you. Oh, yeah. To, and he shows him a secret code. Yeah. So that all. Well, because they were all part of, like, the underworld or something. They were having secret meetings or something. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable because they make out that Laszlo is involved in all of the re- resistances in yeah. all the different countries. Yeah. He says, even in Berlin. <laughs> How? How have you managed to do that? Yeah, he's yeah. huge. He's bigger than Jesus, that bloke, it yeah. seems like. 
He's got a wicked scar as well. That. He did, face scar, yeah. He's a pretty handsome dude too. Yeah, I don't know of him in anything else. I'm going to have to look him up later. What was his name? Paul. Paul, yeah. Hen- Paul Henreid. But like later on, there's, there's a really famous film with Humphrey Bogart. I think it's called The African Queen or something. Okay, that sounds like a film. Is yeah. that Kat- one of the Hepburns? Catherine Hepburn, Hepburn yeah. yeah. And that's a bit different but even in that the conversations are the same pace right just so things but any other Humphrey Bogart film I've seen he's pretty much the same character okay so it, not not supposed to be but I think he, that was his acting style and that sure I can imagine yeah. yeah and so like he played this character that I think has been played by lots of actors before and since called Marlowe which is like a private uh, right. private eye thing yep. proper film noir and yes he's the same okay yeah same 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 outfit you know, same mannerisms. Yeah, I can see him so being smoking. great at that. I couldn't see him playing like Willy Wonka or no, or something like that. No, definitely not. I mean, he wouldn't be good in like Anchorman. No, no, or something like that. Step Brothers, any of that sort of. No. What else wouldn't he be good in? Friends. Yeah, he's probably not not so good at like David Schwimmer esque <laughs> yeah. humor, and probably not like. Pulp Fiction. No, he's good at what he does, yeah. I think. He's probably quite a pioneer. Although, I guarantee Quentin Tarantino loves Humphrey Bogart movies. I would think so, I yeah. I mean, there's a certain element, I guess, in some of his films. I've made that up. I haven't even thought that through. That's and, okay. <laughs> I, just, I hope that's true now. I hope someone can think of an example of Humphrey Bogart in a Quentin Tarantino film. I'm sure all those, like... More modern directors love these old cinema films. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're right. There's loads of it, I'm sure. <laughs> they, uh, they both use cameras. That's, and got actors in actors, them. Actors, yeah. yeah. Scripted, mostly. Yeah. Definitely. There we go. The dialogue. I, there's elements of Quentin Tarantino dialogue that I think is like... Yeah, these, well, it's often been like said. Kind of fast-paced yeah, yeah, back and forth. Because in, in reality, people don't really speak that quickly because you have to think about what the other person there, has said. There is at least a moment where you think what the other person said and what you're going to yeah. say, usually. Because in this as well, I found that the French guy, I forget his name, Louis. Yeah. He kind of, as soon as the gun was turned on him, he didn't resist it at all. He kind mm. of trusted Rick. So it was almost like a superhero moment. Yeah. Like, so in that way, Humphrey Bogart's like Iron Man. yeah yeah no i think that that's an easy link to make yeah even the (laughs) even the the like the hold-ups like he was wearing hold-ups and the (laughs) hold-ups yeah even the hold-up at gunpoint was all very polite oh yeah didn't like and he said like i've got a gun to your heart and he's like that's my least valuable possession or something like that um yeah (laughs) how do you think you would have fared (laughs) <laughs> during wartime, do you think you would have joined any sort of resistance or would you have just towed the line? Uh, so I, the reality is it's really hard to answer because people are just different now. And I guess if yeah. you were thrust into that, then you, you're, not, you're not yet aware of what you're capable of. Sure. But knowing me and to answer the question, honestly, I think I'd have been dog shit. I'd have been so scared. I'd have found any excuse to not go and fight. I'd have been... Oh, yeah. I'd, yeah, I mean... No, definitely... Definitely wasn't fighting, that's for sure. But do you think you might have been able to, like, put up, like, posters or something in the middle of the night saying the baddies are shit? No. Or you wouldn't have even done that? No, I think I'd have tried to convince them that I was on their side, but then behind closed doors just badmouthed them. Yeah. Much like we do today. If I get in a taxi... Yeah. ...and I don't put my seatbelt on... Mm. for the journey mm-hmm. I feel like I've done something really bad oh, really? I have, I have okay. guilty feelings about that afterwards that's yeah. so me, me actually doing something really wrong is. also what imagine. about if you get in a taxi and you don't like the things that the taxi driver's saying would you say it to his face or would you get home and be like that taxi driver was an arsehole the second one yeah, so 100%, 100%, we went to uh, where were we Romania I think and we got in a taxi and it was the first person we'd met there and he said something um, quite racist. He, he compared... His English was really bad, but it came across as racist because he said, people with skin the same colour as my dashboard. Right. And it felt okay. really, like, funny. And mm. like, I felt like I should have said something, but instead we all just went 
completely silent and then thanked him when we got out the taxi and okay. paid the money. Thank you very much. Goodbye. What a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what colour was his dashboard? Green. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Purple. How was it? Was it all right? Did you enjoy it? I told you to enjoy it, so I hope you did. I really enjoyed Casablanca. I thought it was a really good film. I was kind of um, impressed by myself afterwards, having managed to sort of quite accurately predict what was going to happen. And I told my girlfriend... But she pointed out to me that um, I quite recently watched the film When Harry Met Sally and there's a whole scene in that film where they watch the end of Casablanca. So, you know what, it wasn't my instincts at all, it was just my memory. Though I couldn't remember that that's what it was. So it's not impressive at all. Anyway, hey, thanks so much, Tim. Thanks for, for coming over, hanging out, watching a film with me. Hope to have you back sometime if you fancy it. And of course, thanks guys, thanks for listening, my bloody legends. Love each and every one of you. Keep coming back, that's all I need. Just keep coming back and I'll keep coming back as well. We've got ourselves a pretty sweet deal here. Alrighty, I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Until then, just keep on keeping on. That's all I need you to do, keep on keeping on. Alrighty, see you.